0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, where every conversation is designed to empower you with the very best in beauty and wellness insights. I'm your host, Amitai Eshel, co-founder and CEO of Young Goose, the cutting-edge biohacking skincare brand. Today, we embark on a journey unlike any other. One that intertwines the elegance of nature's rhythms with our daily habits. I'm thrilled to share this episode with the ever brilliant Anastasia Khojaeva, a mastermind in biology, biohacking, and integral pillar at Young Goose. Her prowess extends not only in shaping the revolutionary skincare solutions we offer, but also in understanding the very fabric of our biological existence. Today, we're discussing, dear listeners, a deep dive into cycle syncing. It's a fascinating approach that aligns diet Exercise and most crucially for us, skincare with the phases of the menstrual cycle. For obviously for women, now you might wonder how can one's men, a menstrual cycle impact skincare choices? Well. Just as the moon's phases exert an undeniable influence on Earth's tide, so do the menstrual cycle's phases play an undeniable role in a woman's overall well-being, including her skin's health. But before we get started in this illuminating conversation with Anastasia, here's a heartfelt review from one of our cherished Biohacking Beauty listeners. So loved the retinol podcast and would love one on l-ascorbic acid as mentioned thank you i'm uh, putting it out here because this lovely person just asked it in, in a bunch of different places and i promise we will do a podcast about l-ascorbic acid but uh yeah that's the way to do it leaving a review we're, we're for sure going to see it and respond aside from that as a gentle reminder if you find value in our content please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening on or viewing this podcast. Each word of appreciation propels us to delve deeper and bring more groundbreaking insights to you. So, without further ado, let's embark on this enlightening exploration of cycle syncing, the science behind it, and how it intertwines with our skincare choices. With the one and only Anastasia Hojaeva We are so lucky we have Anastasia Hojaeva again with us. I hope the listeners are not tired of Leah.
1: Absolutely
0: you talking about
1: but hi, hi everyone i'm just so happy to be back again so yeah thank you for having me
0: yeah so today we actually have probably one of the most what i think are mo- one of the most important podcasts we... i know
1: it's most anticipated
0: most anticipated for sure and that is because we are talking about cycle syncing so anastasia it's obviously incredible to have you here i feel like you know, you started talking to us, talking to people in the community about cycle thinking a few years ago, where it wasn't something um, that people talked about, and now we see influencers talking about it. We see, you know, people dedicating their whole um, social media pages to it, writing books about it. So I'm very glad that uh, that you're here to talk to us today about that specifically, or more in more general terms, but also about skin cycle thinking. So maybe we should start with just giving a few like basic, like a basic review of what cycle thinking is, or even more than that, like, uh, let's talk about a few of the nuances of the menstrual cycle.
1: For sure. And I will say that I also had to find my knowledge somewhere. So besides just having the understanding of biology and studying it at school, I also Based a lot of the things that we're going to be talking today about on the work of Alice Viti and her book in the flow. I also really loved a recent book by Dr. Mitty Pels about fast like a girl. She does talk about how you can fast with your with regards to your menstru- menstrual cycle. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, our that friend- she uses oh.
0: our products. Ah, no. Okay. <laughs>
1: She does use our products. She literally just had a retreat and uh, our products uh, were used there for the attendees. But I also wanted to mention our friend, Kayla Osterhoff. And, you know, she has been talking about cycle syncing for a really, really, really long time. So I just, I do want to, you know, pay the homage to all those uh, impressive ladies. You can find her at... BioCurious Kayla.
0: Yeah, that's it. I used to butcher butcher that name a little bit.
1: (laughs) So, for those of you who don't really know what cycle thinking is about, so the menstrual cycle is much more nuanced than just menstruating or not menstruating. It involves waves of uh, hormonal shifts throughout the entire 28-ish days that affect your mood, your energy levels, your appetite, and much more. So the... Then the movement of cycle thinking was formed. It's a concept referring to eating, exercising, and resting based on your uh, cycle and your phases. So if you are able to better understand your body and the hormonal shifts, uh, your hormonal levels at certain times throughout the cycle, then. You can take control. You can take control of your physiology, your emotions, you know, and so many things come with it, be it fatigue, be it hunger. Everything just works better once you understand your cycle.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like, let's do like a cycle seeking one-on-one, you know, let's talk a little bit about the different phases. Uh, if someone doesn't know them, I'm sure they're going to then s- discover that they're everywhere in social media. And, and, and also, obviously, if you could go over some of the things that you mentioned, like resting, dieting, etc. So maybe we should start with the basic course.
1: For sure. So when it comes to our skin, the hormones one-on-one will be the, the three hormones that impact our spin during the monthly cycle is estrogen, progesterone and testosterone.
0: Don't you think it's kind of more important first to even even talk about like, what are four cycles? Like what uh, what they are?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So day one to six, we have our menstrual phase and that's the, the bleeding phase of the cycle. So that's when we are shedding the uterine lining. And we'll talk in detail about what happens in each phase. But then afterwards, we have our follicular phase, and that is going on. So when we talk about dates, it's all relative, but about five days. And then we have the ovulatory phase where we release an egg. And that's usually on average about three days. And then you have your luteal phase, which is the... The longest phase and for some women it can take up to two weeks and I'm, I'm just very conscious of not saying exact dates because things vary and the individuality by individuality of women it's uh it's very important to not forget about it but yeah so in every single one of those four phases we have major fluctuations of the three hormones i mentioned the estrogen, progesterone, and the testosterone. And we will talk about other hormone surgeries, such as luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone. So that all affects how we function and our physiology. And then to support and balance yourself, um, you can choose particular foods, which we will mention that just will support your fluctuations of hormones and, and keep it in a way that you feel more balanced and at equilibrium. And then you can also adjust how you rest, how you exercise. And then, you know, since we're here serving people for their skincare needs and skincare education, we'll also talk about how those hormones affect your skin health and your skin composition.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the reason I think it became popular, this uh, cycle syncing I would call it like movement is because people really got results not necessarily only also but not only in their you know uh, in the stability of the of their menstruation obviously less pain less side effects that are involved with it but also they managed the symptoms as you said that are associated with different parts of the cycle right
1: What is it that you're I'm saying you like
0: saying? that that obviously it's, you know I remember when you started getting into it, it was a lot because you wanted, you know, an easier menstrual time.
1: Yes. Yeah. So personally, yeah, the reason I got into uh, cycle syncing is that I've always had really difficult periods. Like I was in pain and yeah, my cramps were just out of this world. And um, I don't know if that's the place to talk about the flow, but, you know, had the very heavy flow. And, you know speaking uh, like just checking myself through like the blood panel and my, my hormonal levels were really good. Um, I didn't have any deficiencies. I, like there was nothing like outside like there was no ongoing health issues that I encountered. but that's me. that's why I got into it. I, I did I, you know and then if you go to conventional OBGYN, unfortunately, most Aborigines still don't really talk about cycle syncing or know much about it. They obviously know of different phases of the cycle, but more just for how reproduction works, yeah. and less of how it can alleviate, you know, the PMS symptoms and etc. But many other women got into cycle syncing because they had real issues. So they had things like um, PCOS and the endometriosis. So again, that also. If you are listening and you have any of those, which is very, very prevalent in the United States, I highly recommend getting into cycle syncing just to see if you can help those conditions because it's been helpful for many.
0: And that's kind of what I was saying before that, you know, for a lot of people, it's not necessarily only about their period. They feel better. During the other times of the of the month, the other phases of their cycle, so yes. they kind of start to see benefits in other ways.
1: Absolutely, yes, and then also for high performing women, you know, women that you know are really entrepreneurs or executives. Um, there's so much you can learn about just the innate capabilities of women, and um, you know, for leadership and for intuition, and you can tap into those areas more when you you know in particular phases and you know this focus is really not it's really it would be very difficult to take the whole cycle thinking concept and you know boil it down to 40 minute podcast but we i really hope that through everything i'm going to share today uh you can at least get curious enough to check it out for yourself because it is very helpful yeah to live in tune with your cycle and and uh, most books for cycle that especially the, the recent ones that get published, they also can really help you understand, like if you are on the pill or you barely have a cycle, you know, still how can you differentiate some of the phases and, and you know, figure out what to do better and how to accommodate your own body better. And then if you're someone who's trying to conceive, that's also something really important in preparation for that, that can um, lead to, you know, easier pregnancy down the road. Just like once you figure out your cycle and, and you get really in tune with it and you just, you know, you might be doing something such as, you know, drinking cold drinks during luteal phase, where you should be only getting warm foods. Spoiler ideally. alert. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. Just changing some of the habits. Uh, you know certain times of the month can make a huge impact and yes I really can't I'll say a few things like
0: it can really assist weight loss okay just like let's let's if we could boil it down to that if you if it it assists weight loss it can improve like skin skin health and, and youthfulness so even if for vain reasons uh, it's a great idea to get into the movement of psychosyncing. But I think maybe to give context for people who are skeptical about an, a, a, you know, a, an emergence of a movement out of seemingly thin air, you know, I would um, like to explain that science actually doesn't like women as test subjects in general. And the reason is because of the fact that as, as a hormonal makeup, you're actually a different person at each and every stage of your cycle. So if we have you know, a monthly or a, or a long-term study, it is very difficult to infer information from women, because each woman, obviously, unless unless uh, we're extremely lucky in the, in the in the sense of the study, each woman is in a different uh, stage of the cycle, has a different hormonal makeup. So normally, men were better test subjects. So the information about women's women women and women's health is much more scarce, and that's why this movement took such a long time. I think. You know, uh, you're men, you're, you mentioned uh, Miss Vidi, what's her name? Alisa Vidi. Mm-hmm. So she talks a lot about biohacking. It's connected. The, the consciousness, the, the, the elevation of consciousness as far as like individual health and health optimization really brought this into the forefront. And that's what we're going to do here today. So we've spent like 15 minutes, you know, beating around the bush, no pun <laughs> intended. But um, let's get a little bit into the different cycles. So let's start obviously with days like one to five, classically, some people call it the inner winter. So let's talk a little bit about the overview of what is the menstrual phase and the hormonal state that people are on when they're in the menstrual phase.
1: For sure. So the menstrual phase kicks off the whole menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. This is when the endometrium, the line of the uterus sheds, causing us to bleed. Mm -hmm. So speaking of hormones, uh, at this time, the estrogen and progesterone are both low, and that's likely uh, will affect your mood and energy. So that also also is going to be lower. And then it's important to know that you can actually help yourself by eating uh, warm foods, especially those high in iron, which kind of makes sense, you know, with the loss of blood because of the, you know, to replace any iron loss during the... And as a tip, you can always pair iron-rich foods with a source of vitamin C for easier absorption. So, yeah, some of the foods to keep in mind will be grass-fed beef, turkey, lentils, molasses, oysters. If you are supplementing, make sure you take your vitamin C. Always important to stay hydrated, but especially in menstrual phase. If you stay hydrated, it helps um, to minimize bloating, headaches. And you know, always try to avoid inflammatory foods like salt, sugar and caffeine, but especially during menstrual phase, if you're able to lower that intake even more, that will really help you get through the menstrual phase easier. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to also mention some tips for the exercising. So since the energy is pretty low, you know, you shouldn't really push yourself out of your comfort zone during your menstrual cycle, like if you, it's okay, if you just want to do an easier movement, maybe yoga, maybe just a walk. And then again, by individuality plays a role. I know some women that like to exercise during menstrual cycle, it works for them, but they're really not the majority. And I've attended Mm -hmm. enough cycle thinking talks and, you know, so expert talking about. So the consensus here is that during your monthly bleed, that's, the time, the nature panel kind of didn't mean for you to exercise. And we actually were once at a panel about cycling like, singing together. I don't know if you remember, but there was a lady uh, that practiced Eastern medicine, like Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how, it, you know, because of the flow, uh, it all goes down. And if you exercise, you kind of mess with that energy. So...
0: Was just, it in Austin? In the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, that
1: was yeah, that Yeah.
0: But you know, something I, I would say an anecdote there about exercise, it seems to me, and that's again, super anecdotal, but it seems to me that people who are who have been practicing cycle syncing for a while, it's almost like unanimous that they're saying, you know, yeah, I, I didn't work, didn't like working out, or I felt that it's not good for me for a long time. But now that I've been cycle syncing for a while, I feel like, you know, the, the last like two, three days of my menstrual cycle are days that I do want to get out of, the proverbial bed and and train harder than i did before my cycle was completely synced if you would
1: well and uh, that goes hand in hand with alleviation of the symptoms so mm-hmm. personally i it, it's exactly how it happened to me like in the past yeah sometimes i would just feel handicapped like yeah. i would have to stay in bed i was just like in so much pain during my during the five days of the play for me it was in six days and there was no way i go for a harder workout. Down the road, as I started finally getting like painless periods, which was something I didn't think even exist, I was able to go to the gym. I was still not pushing myself too hard, but I could do bar, I could do Pilates, I could do yoga, which... You, you know, can
0: always do the Stairmaster, I feel like. <laughs> the Stairmaster.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, you're right better than, than not doing anything if you're yeah. in bed suffering from pain.
0: Yeah, definitely. So okay, we we talked about like um, in general, like how this, uh, the, the uh, why is it called the inner winter by the way?
1: Well, it, it's, you know, it's the time that you want to just be cozy, uh-huh. in bed, okay. you know? Got
0: it. So I actually wanted to ask about skincare. So let's talk about like skin... Hibernating. Hibernating for sure. <laughs> But uh, skin conditions during that phase, how does it look like?
1: Yeah, so the way it affects the skin, so first of all, on the first day of the period, all of the hormones will be at ultimate low and the sebum production, like our natural oil that is released by the skin, will also be low. So it's common that your skin will feel drier during your menstrual phase. You know, again, that there is, without the help of estrogen, it will be very hard to retain mo- moisture. So the skin also might feel more reactive and sensitive. And that's actually because of the risk of prostaglandins mm-hmm. that make you more sensitive to pain. So it, it's a good idea to skip any painful procedures. So if you're planning to walk, so do laser treatment, probably not the best week for that. And then in terms of skincare tips, that's the, the best time to go for your Nourishing, hydrating products. So mm-hmm. go for your heavier serum, heavier moisturizer. Look out for your hyaluronic acid-based products.
0: Is that also um, because because of like the lack of estrogen, like the low mm-hmm. the dip of estrogen? Yes. Okay. So
1: the yeah. So the the low level of estrogen. That every time somebody has estrogen of balance and lower than normal, they will. Actually, we have dry
0: skin. What about pimples, acne? Is that common in, in menstrual phase?
1: So the the pimples and acne are common in menstrual phase, but they start out in mm-hmm. luteal phase, mm-hmm. which is okay. the phase before. Spider-Man. So we'll get. There. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sounds good. So anything. So what about like uh, again skincare tips and recommendations? That would be heavier moisturizers, uh, more hydrating products. Uh, if we talk about Young Goose products, am I? I'm assuming we're talking about if someone has like our limited edition love cleanser, that might be like their cleanser of cho- choice that time of the month.
1: But likely uh, even our adaptogenic cleansers. Yeah, super, for sure. 100%. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we have obviously our adaptogenic HA firming boost. We have our bios, um, our, our biosepeptide spray, I guess it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bio barrier, our, uh, bio barrier is great, yeah. Biohack your skin barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, hydrating serum. And then obviously care moisturizer, hyperbaric mask. If someone really wants to go heavy on the moisturizer, they can use biomarine I guess. Yeah. And yeah, anything else?
1: Well, I, yeah. I'm speaking of like just being more sensitive to pain. I think I would skip doing our exfoliator, so I would mm-hmm. skip eye polish because it's scrubby, and I would even skip the the clay mask on the menstrual phase because it does have silica acid, so it might tingle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And on other days, like of days of other phases. Other days of the cycle, you wouldn't even maybe notice it. But
0: would you say like if someone had to had to have exfoliation for whatever reason? Maybe they're you know maybe they're on the oilier side as a whole. Maybe that's mm-hmm. part of their routine. Maybe that's the time like to opt for like the de- detox ritual instead of the nail polish if they have both.
1: Yes, they could do that.
0: Or just go for the by uh, I guess for the for the uh, for the retinol.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say since our retinol is just so nourishing and and if you already. Past the retinization part, where you might be sensitive to retinol, you won't even feel it. Yeah, it's very hydrating.
0: Okay, so now we're kind of advancing to the follicular phase. Classically, we're talking about like day six to day Mm fourteen of the menstrual cycle. Let's, you know, talk a little bit about the hormonal state at that point of the month and how uh, you know significant others should prepare. That's when we get a. The nicest version of, of your partner right
1: the follicle and the ovulatory is yes, okay. the, the best time yeah for sure so <laughs> that's the phase when the lining of the uterus starts to grow again mm-hmm. and uh, a hormone called fsh follicle stimulated hormone is being released so it prompts follicles to grow in the ovaries and one of those follicles will form a mature egg So you can think of follicular phase as the inner spring. So yeah, uh, we're going out winter, we're going out of being in the shell, and we start to, you know, sprout. So this phase begins after your period um, until ovulation, and estrogen levels are slowly beginning to rise to prepare your body for healthy ovulation. Mm -hmm. And yes, indeed, you know, everything starts to look brighter, our mood is better, and Energy levels go up, so we're probably nicer to our partners. Yeah, that's the time. And also, you can choose certain, uh, you know, foods to better support your uh, hormonal balance at this time. And um, that's actually a really good time for broccoli, arugula, lean proteins such as fish and chicken, as opposed to like heavy red meat in the menstrual or fertile phase. Um, and then, in terms of exercising that's um when you can you know the follicular and the ovulatory phases both is when you can go uh, so the follicular in general is where you can do more cardio and the ovulatory is the best for like weightlifting. and kind of going ahead for the next phase but yeah. um okay speaking of the skin So at the end of the period, since the estrogen levels start to rise again, this hormone stimulates collagen, elastin, and hyaluronic acid production. Mm -hmm. So thereby it improves um, skin structural integrity and moisture retention. So the skin starts to look better. It's like follicular phase is like the golden week of our skin, it looks the best. And it's also the best time to build, restore, nourish it. And that's the time that your skin can tolerate more invasive procedures and, and harder ingredients, like more potent ingredients. So if somebody, if you're somebody that doesn't use retinol, that's the good, the good time to try it. And then, you know, speaking of invasive- Someone does, by
0: the way. Is it is it a time where you can increase your retinol use?
1: Yeah, you can increase your retinol use and your skin will be able to cope with it really well. And then I know a lot of our listeners might have radio frequency devices, microneedling, that's also a great time to anything collagen boosting, like that's the window for it.
0: Got it. Very interesting. So we're talking about collagen stimulation going, maybe that would be if you, you know, if you're going going and doing some rejuvenating facial once a month, like with a professional or once every couple of weeks, I mean, that's a good time to pay for that treatment, which is actually something that I'm sure the professionals here that are listening to us, that's like an amazing way to differentiate yourself from other professionals. If you're obviously a client, that's a, an amazing way for you to, again, like biohack your skincare routine is aiming for those two phases for your um, more stimulatory treatments, whether it's like professional microneedling, again, frequency, whatever that may be.
1: Yeah, and, and in general the cycle thinking is becoming more and more mainstream. For example, I, I I've seen an article about it like two years ago on the Equinox app. They didn't go too in depth and they still don't have let's say I think if I was the Equinox founder, I would
0: Shh, have, don't tell them. I'm kidding, you I tell would them.
1: already have it on the schedule, on the class schedule, like, hey, you know, here's the heat workout and then probably say like invest in your obligatories. Phase or something? No, I would. I would just have it. as part of the guidelines. Or
0: You can also has, see like restaurants, like uh, what's the name of the restaurants in in Boca? True food. True food kitchen having like this dish fits your follicular phase. You know? Yeah,
1: they they really should. But the, the people like the the followers of the cycle thinking and myself included in that list. Now when I look for any kind of provider, like let's say a personal trainer, I am looking at cycle thinking form for cycle thinking from personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Or if I was to look for nutritionist, I would definitely look for cycle thinking for nutritionist and- Is you know, your personal
0: trainer by the way informed? Yes. Okay, Jacqueline,
1: yeah. shout out to Jacqueline. Shout out. The and then like when I was looking, like when I when I started cycle thinking and I asked my OBGYN about it, she knew very little, like she definitely doesn't have it as part of her practice. And I was looking for a, an informed one and like in all of South Florida, I was able to find just one person that actually, you know, uh, educated herself on this matter. Uh, so I think, yes, for any uh, nutritionists that are listening to us now, any kind of coach, any kind of uh, provider, I think, you know, if if you are not educating or incorporating cycles in whatever that you teach, you will benefit from doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to take a second and talk to you about ProCare, which is a longevity science-based serum that visibly improves the signs of aging while combating inflammation and balancing oil production. This serum is a result of years of scientific work and clinical research. ProCare is an exclusive, multi-purpose product delivering powerful, proven, age-reversing, and acne-preventing benefits. The only topical product that has been clinically proven to eliminate senescent cells in humans. What does it do? It lessens the appearance of lines and wrinkles, it shields from environmental toxins and free radicals. It lessens progerin, which is the skin's aging protein. It plumps the skin, the appearance of it, and provides genetic hyaluronic acid boost. It lessens blackheads, breakouts, and improves poor appearance, brightens the skin and even skin tone. It helps to calm redness and rosacea, and it also eliminates, as we said, harmful senescent cells. Okay, so just to recap, you know, day six to 14, we have our inner spring, everything starts to bloom. We want to eat like lean protein. What veggies you said like? Uh,
1: and broccoli, a carnivorous.
0: Carnivorous vegetables, my favorites. And um, yeah, so that was dietary advice. We have increased energy so we can push it a little bit more in the gym. You said more cardio or more like? Intensity, wait, like you,
1: can, you okay. can do higher intensity oh, okay. workouts. Sounds
0: good. And again, like in, in, in going for more collagen stimulation, we can reap more benefits there. So we can push our, our skin further.
1: You can just think of it like you can push yourself more. like yes. In all aspects okay. of your life.
0: Okay, so now we get to our ovulatory phase, which is traditionally day 15 to 17. It's a short phase. Yeah, that's there, why I
1: kind of was grouping into the follicular phase yeah. a little bit because it kind of like, it has a very distinct physiological distinction because that's when you release an egg, and if you're trying to get pregnant, that's the time, you know, to get it fertilized. But then in terms of how everything presents itself, it's like a slightly upgraded follicular phase. It's like follicular phase was building for the ovulatory phase.
0: That's our joke with our friend, Yegor, that uh, my joke is uh, that we have uh, our partners one day, (laughs) one day follicular, one day ovulatory, (laughs) And then the rest is luteal and yeah. uh, menstrual. But uh, yeah. that feels like very short. And you know, when when you're having fun, things seem seem shorter as well. So okay, so let's take a little bit a look about a deeper look about hormones and, and what it means.
1: For sure. So during the ovulatory phase, hormone called LH luteinizing hormone is being released, and well, it it surges, and then the egg is being released, which is an ovulation, mm-hmm. and and this is the time of your cycle that you can think of it as summer. And it's also short. It's also always feels, summer feels so short and too short. And it's also when you are like at the state, when you feel hot, ha- like your actual internal temperature is higher. So if you really love cold foods, you know, sashimi and just that's the best time where you can eat something cold to like balance your temperature.
0: Also sashimi because of fatty acids, right?
1: Um, that too, but in, in general, like if you, when you just start cycle thinking, there is like a whole, you know, guidebook. And it's a good idea to be pretty rigorous and disciplined. And I remember, like I'm somebody who, I just want to drink juices all day, eat salads and, and I don't know, drink iced tea. Like I like, oh, also we live in Miami. Like I just like cold foods. But unfortunately that's, the only best time for it because Mm -hmm. a lot of the other times your body just, you know, receives better born foods and doesn't matter the climate. So, yeah, so the estrogen is at its highest point during ovulation and uh, progesterone testosterone testosterone on the rice. Mm -hmm. So in terms of how we're going to eat, we're going to go for the vegetables that, um, such as cucumbers, peppers, romaine, dark colored berries. So you can kind of see the distinction there from the previous food choices. So they are the best to help you maintain that balance. In terms of protein, salmon and other foods with high fatty acids, as we mentioned, the fish, yeah, is really going to help um, Then Always a good idea to avoid high glycemic foods, but...
0: High glycemic foods means, high uh carb, sugar con- content yeah. processed food. obviously for our skin and segue- segway for the skin they create ages advanced mm-hmm. glycation end products which can, can kind of attach to collagen and denature it and, and and make it more rigid and and create wrinkles and thin skin and all the good stuff so s- stay mean. away from sugar kids
1: yeah, and if you want to learn more about everything that I just said, you can listen to the episode with Sandra Kaufman that he recorded. They mm-hmm. went on a
0: deep dive about AGEs. Well, with Sandy, you have a five-minute deep dive, and then we go to the next subject immediately. But, yeah, yeah, but that's a great episode, Dr. Sandra Kaufman and Kaufman Protocol. Yeah, so that's great. What about um, anything else before we go we touch on skincare for, for obvious phase? Well, just uh, we can...
1: We can mention again the exercise mm-hmm. uh, recommendation. So the estrogen surge uh, that occurs directly before ovulation can provide big energy boost. So this is the time for for cycle to do something high-intensity, like maybe high-intensity cycling class or heat class. So, Lift yeah, some weights. Lift some weights, Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. So what about skin care yeah. tips?
1: Yes, yeah, so at ovulation, your estrogen remains elevated, so mm-hmm. your body begins to produce... Uh, luteinidin hormone, which we mentioned. And that can actually, for our skin, mean oilier skin Mm -hmm. and an increased chance of blemishes. However, you know, most people, that's the window of time where they just have this glowing, radiant skin. Again, a little bit oily, but, you know, you might just notice that you have that radiance about you. And, you know, thinking of that fact that you're just more prone to Oil secretion in your skin. It's a good time to keep your makeup light, your skincare light, like lightweight. So at Youngus, we do have our ProCare Analytic Serum that is perfect for this state. It's perfect in general in my opinion, but <laughs> it does have the properties of balancing extra oil and it's very lightweight texture.
0: Would you say that in general, like as far as like using Youngus products, it's almost like? your skincare routine is almost identical, just the serum changes throughout the...
1: Yes, yes. So, you know, we have have shared like cycle syncing skincare protocols on our Instagram before. And the good news uh, is that you still keep the same cleanser, moisturizer, like everything, all the bases stay the same. Same, uh, what you change is your treatment serum. And... Yeah, you just alternate between something a little bit lighter to a little bit hydrating, and okay. then,
0: yeah. So if we go back to, like, um, sorry, let's, let's say we go back to um, menstrual phase, that would be, as we said, that would be more like the uh, bio-barrier and adaptogenic HA firming boost.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so then, if you, like, prefer water-based products, here's your HA serum, and maybe that's what you already have at home. If you're somebody that really, like... Um, heavier textures and just want something maybe lipid soluble, so I'm buying various oil-based serum. Like, um, yeah.
0: What about like, uh, so again, we have like our follicular and ovulatory mm-hmm. phase. That would be more like lighter serums like ProCare.
1: Yeah. you can use ProCare. We also mm-hmm. mentioned that in follicular phase, is the best window of time for, for retinol, but in yes, general, correct. Yeah. Or since the best routine would be to have a care in the morning and retinol at night. If somebody already has those two, you can just continue using mm-hmm. it in that fashion. Just be mindful that during your menstrual phase, you, your skin might be a dry dryer. So you, if you have bio barrier additionally, like if you're listening to our podcast and you're somebody that has our advanced anti-aging system, you already have all three there. So that's now you know how you can sequence them better.
0: Got it. So okay, and then days eighteen to twenty-eight, unfortunately the longest longest period, no yeah. pun intended. We have our luteal phase. So let's talk a little bit about the luteal phase, the hormonal makeup there, how the partner feels during that time. So
1: during the luteal phase, they release actrals from the ovary to the uterus. Through the fallopian tubes. After this, the egg may be fertilized by the sperm, resulting in pregnancy. And if you don't become pregnant, then you know it becomes your period. You start to shed your uterine lining. And then, obviously, hormonally, that's when that estrogen progesterone begins to rise and estrogen goes down. So this is when you're most likely to experience the symptoms of PMS. And things like bloating, swelling, you know, mood swings, fatigue, if you don't cycle sync. And, uh, you know, the, the good, you know, outcome of successful cycle sync is usually that actually you don't experience those. And it's a huge relief. Yeah. And obviously, as mentioned, if you're somebody that experiences mood swings and fatigue, you might be slightly less nice to your partner,
0: so. The inner autumn.
1: Yeah, that's the inner autumn of the body, for sure. Yeah, that's when we...
0: That's when we see red, right? Like in the autumn, we have red leaves. That's where we see red. But anyway, so let's talk about foods a little bit. We talked, you know, about the hormonal part of it, uh, but let's talk about foods. How do we support that?
1: Well, it's a good idea to incorporate foods high in B6 and vitamin C, as this helps to support progesterone levels. You may also crave more wormy, higher fat foods during this time, like stews and soups. And that's actually the most recommended type of food for little phase. So as opposed to ovulatory phase when your temperature is a little bit colder internal temperature and the little phase a little bit hotter. Oh, sorry. Um, I, mean to say, I meant to say the opposite. So your internal temperature is actually lower. So when you eat warmer foods, foods you warm yourself up. That's okay. what I wanted to say.
0: So vodka drinking would be during that time, like going uh, no, to no, uh, East, not... Eastern, Eastern European tradition? Oh, we're not history, recommending.
1: Probably in Eastern European tradition, we're we recommending <laughs> but uh, we just recommend it all the time. So, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And in my books, you can cure anything with a soup. But,
0: yes, exactly. Um, that's true.
1: Yes, yeah, so in terms of protein, you know, that's actually similar to menstrual phase. It's, it's a good time to eat, you know, broth, uh, bone broth, like meat. You can also opt for proteins that are high in B6, I think I already mentioned it, so salmon, chickpeas, turkey, uh, foods have vitamin C, like lemons, quinnies, uh, peppers, don't forget your fiber, so whole grains, legumes.
0: Mm-hmm. Hummus, mm-hmm. in the middle East. The- list. Okay, uh, what about exercise?
1: In terms of exercise, so your energy is definitely lower during a little phase, so you can lean into walks, Pilates, yoga... Uh, it's going to be like lower intensity than follicular phase or ovulatory phase that you can afford
0: mm-hmm. okay so that was about like everything around but let's talk about skincare in that phase mm-hmm. so we mentioned the fact that we have our estrogen decline on the on the decline progesterone on the rise also. So how, do, how does it look as far as the behavior in our, of our skin and what we need to do to counter that or to support that?
1: Yeah, so progesterone stimulates sebum production, which causes your skin to swell. You may notice more whiteheads, blackheads. High levels of progesterone are also linked to secretion of melanin. So you have higher chances of develop, developing pigmentation. So just by, you know, what I just said, you can think, okay, blemishes, and pigmentation. So what do I do to avoid blemishes? So it's a good idea to make sure that you use products that are antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory. So if we're talking about like sequencing our serums and let's say maybe you have our green tea fighter serum, which although we formulated for improving the effects of red light therapy, the inherent uh, property of green tea is being antimicrobial, antibacterial. And our green tea also has clinical data to be helpful for acne patients so there you go that's a great one to uh use at, at this stage there you go. <laughs> if you if you watch the greek wedding that's where the joke comes from there you go and then sun protection you know sun protection is, is important and we have spoken a lot about the, the benefits of using BioShield spf 40 all throughout every season and any part of the day, indoor and outdoor, this does not only protect you from the sun. But in this particular case, we are talking about your skin being more sensitive to the sun. So definitely make sure that you do wear your sun protection.
0: Okay, that kind of concludes the uh, conversation about, about the phases. And um, this is, you know, we really de- delved deep into the phases and how. Skincare can be combined to create a routine that supports the different phases. In communicates with your with the expression or the expression of, of of hormones in your skin and on your skin. And I feel we did a really good job, or you did a really good job, kind of ma- keeping it simple, keeping it serum oriented. Even though in the beginning we said, oh, you can use a mask, you can use this, that. I think really, you know, Youngus is built to be a very coherent system where most products you can use all the time. But again, our serums really are the ones that give that personalization, which we need when we talk about, you know, skin sinking, cycle skin in the, sinking in the sinking. <laughs> Come on, man.
1: Anyway. Yes. I think as you have said many times, and I think we've heard it first from Kyla, osterhoffs that Every woman really is like four women, you know, Mm -hmm. in the span of her cycle. So it's really, it really pays a lot to pay attention to, to yourself and, and try to like listen to your body. So in, in, when you get in tune with your cycle, you will be able to pay attention more to any kind of changes that's happening with you and your skin as we've, Talk throughout this episode doesn't stay the same because of the hormone levels so they're really fluctuating and they affect the, your skin composition so while we're often asked for like a skincare routine and and it would be wonderful if you could use just the same products in a span of 30 days you know every month your skin you know changes the composition and what i'm saying is that so a good idea to pay attention to it. And hopefully now you know also what to look out for. And there's small tweaks that you can do of, you know, maybe adding an extra layer of moisturizer during your menstrual phase or switching the serum if you have an opportunity to, to you know, use a couple of serums. But at least, you know, just knowing what to expect from your skin so you don't feel like it, work, it works against you, you know.
0: Yeah. I would also say, you know, you're going to use the same amount of products at uh, in, in, in the end of the day, but it might be a smarter and a more expensive choice to kind of arm yourself with those different serums that we mentioned to be able to cycle things. So if you use one week, you know, more retinol than you would in the other times of the month. And then you use green tea Serum in your luteal phase and you use ProCare in your ovulatory phase, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to be using the, basically you're going to be spending the same amount of money. You're just obviously spending it all in the beginning of starting to cycle sync your skincare routine. But at the end of the day, it's the same amount you would have spent anyways, and you're going to get better results that way. Everything else stays the same. Uh, so that's something I would highly recommend to, to give a chance to because it's it's the results that we've seen either from obviously, know, I don't need to cycle my sync my cycles, but from you Anastasia and anyone that that has gone and done that that routine, it's it seems incredible. So uh, yeah, for sure. yeah any final thoughts?
1: no, i I really hope that it was interesting. I hope it was educational. I hope it wasn't too overwhelming uh, and i hope that it spiked just interest to the cycle syncing if you are not cycle syncing yet because then again just for your overall wellness i can't recommend it enough there is really no drawbacks to it like if you if you incorporate cycle syncing method in your day-to-day life you know the worst is going to happen you might not feel the amazing benefits that people that were already initially in you know in more painful state felt but you are doing something really good for your body amen
0: amen maybe that's why women uh, by the way are better multitaskers because you're actually four women in one (laughs) whereas men we only have one anyway uh, guys and girls uh, thank you very much for joining us for another amazing uh, podcast together with Anastasia Hojaeva obviously the incredible biohacker biologist President and chief scientific officer here at Yangus. And if you like our products, then you like Anastasia Hojaiva, let me tell you. Yeah, Uh, normally we answer questions, but again, this podcast was basically frequently asked questions about cycle syncing, so we're going to skip that for now. Again, if you found this podcast to be beneficial, and you're not waking from a long slumber to still hear us talking, it means that something helped you. It, it can help many other people. But the only way we can do that is if we become more popular and the different algorithms recommend us. You know how that happens? If you actually like, if you share, if you leave a, a review, a comment, give us give us five stars and, uh, and a review. And again, if you have any burning questions that you want us to answer, uh, the best way to do it is by writing it, your question in a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're viewing or listening this to this. So make sure you do it. Even a one-word review makes a world of difference. So anything else, Anastasia?
1: I just wanted to add that also we, we try to bring you the most interesting and uh, beneficial topics, but if you have some subject that you want us to discuss on the podcast, we are welcome all the ideas for future podcasts including other guests he wants to interview, just, you know, shoot them in the uh, comments to the podcast. We're, we're here to serve you.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for suggesting Andrew Huberman. He is not available. Right now, so. <laughs> so maybe if you write a comment and a review, maybe we're going to be big enough and Andrew Huberman is going to come on the podcast. Anyway, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you here next time.
1: See you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.